Welcome to the End to End Podcast with Derek and Carl Francazio on Apple, Anchor, Spotify, or any other platform you may be listening in on. This is episode 12 of season one, and today we're reviewing the Big Five League's final weekends. Thank you for tuning in. Feel free to follow us on all social media and to end podcast with the two. And feel free to feel free to donate directly to the podcast via listener support on Anchor, which helps the podcast host and create better content content and leveling up our podcast for you all. Derek, let's start in Spain and La Liga. Atletico clutch up to win the final match of the season to win the La Liga title. Derek, was Suarez the difference in this one? I think so. I mean, there's not really any other striker on Atletico that was performing at his level. And I think his goals were all very crucial to them winning the league. And just overall, I mean, obviously they could have brought someone else in, but for that price that they paid for Suarez, I don't think there's anyone better. No, I mean, for the for the price, it was definitely a bargain. What was it, six mil? Um, I mean, that's, no, that's yeah. nothing. Uh, no, he was definitely, I think, the difference for Atletico. Um, I mean, if you look at his stats, 21 goals out of 32 matches he played. He plays in 32 out of 38 matches, also has three assists. Um, you're not going to find that one for six million, like you said, for that bargain. <laughs> but two, like you said as well, I don't think Angel Correa, Joe Felix, and Lamar and those guys are going to replace 21 goals uh, for, for Simeone. Especially with some of the ones that he scored, like just his goals. Like, I don't think there's anyone that scores some of his. Now, Derek, I, I found a, a funny way to kind of, let's say, compare these, these two clubs, Barcelona and Atletico. Derek, if we swap. <laughs> Luis Suarez and Antoine Griezmann to Barcelona and Atletico swap positions this season. I think they would. I don't think Griezmann performs at the level that Suarez does. I mean, maybe at his best day he might, but I think Suarez's consistency is better than Griezmann's, and he also meshes better with Messi and the way he plays. So I think it honestly would have flipped around the entire shift. I think Barcelona would have won the league and Atletico would have came in, like, third. I think uh... – Let's just, I mean, they didn't need to swap them because Barca already had Griezmann. Exactly. You, you didn't even need to swap. You could have just kept Suarez and not screwed yourself and shot yourself in the foot. I mean, yeah. if they just keep Suarez, that they win for sure. I mean, I think they, they get those, I won't say they're going to get 21 goals out of Suarez, but they might get 15 or 16, maybe 12 yeah. or 13. Uh, and you kept Braith White. <laughs> yeah, you get rid of Braithwaite and you don't have to rely on Dembele as often. And I think they have a, a much better season. Yeah. Uh, and then, I mean, you look at these last two matches in the season where everything's coming out to the wire. You need someone to have a, a, a moment of brilliance. And for Barcelona, Braithwaite choked in his. Mm-hmm. He had three or four really big misses. And Suarez <laughs> made the goals that Atletico needed to win the title in these last two games. So. Yeah. I saw a post where it was like someone was like, it's a crime that the Braithwaite's missed goal didn't happen when Suarez scored his for Atletico. Yeah, it's like the it's exact like, same time. Yeah. Exact same time. It's like, well, you could have had what you have. Oh, man. But, hey, uh, it's great to see Atletico win a title. It's great to see Chola Simeone get his, uh, get his title. And I think it's been a long time coming for Atletico. I think they've had a lot yeah. of really good seasons and just haven't just had the firepower to get through. And finally, this season, having someone like Suarez uh, got yeah. over the line. Uh, Derek, let's go to the other side of Madrid. Uh, Real Madrid, they fall short. A rough season. They don't, they uh, first time in a long time not winning any titles. Uh, I think I read something over 10 seasons. Uh, Derek, what is next for Real Madrid? I mean, it's just, I think it, they're kind of in that state where they just need to reload a little bit. 
especially for the wingers and whatnot. Now, obviously, injuries did kill them this season. I mean, people were dropping like flies, but I think replacing 60 Ramos. 60 plus injuries. 60 plus. <laughs> but yeah, I think replacing Ramos, maybe even bringing in an extra midfielder would really help them out. And in, if they can afford it, put someone in the attack to give Benzema some help, you know. They're just in that state where they need to reload. They have a lot of young players, but they also have some aging ones that have a lot of miles on those legs, like Cruz, you know, uh, Casemiro. I agree. I, I agree with you. I think they're just a bit stale right now would be the word. Yeah. Um, you know, you've had Ramos, Varane, Carvajal, Marcelo a really long time. Now Mendy comes in, gives a little Joel. Eder Meltal looked really good closing out the season. Nacho's doing his thing when he needs to step in, but <laughs> – I think they just need to offload some some stale dead weight or fin- and financial weight, to say at least. So like Eden Hazard hasn't worked out. There's rumors that he wants to go back to Chelsea. He's not meshed well with the Real Madrid fans, you know, yeah. especially after his little celebration with Chelsea. <laughs> oh, after that after up getting no knocked wonder. out of Champions League. So, you know, I think they offload him. Marcelo probably has to go as well. He didn't have the best of seasons. He's on the wrong side of 30. And I think Vasquez, who's on the last last season of his contract, He's been only good really under Zidane. Yeah. I think if Zidane leaves, he has to go with him just because there's no space for him. He's not better than Asensio. He's not better than Rodrigo. He's not better than Vinicius. So there's no real reason to keep him. Yeah. And I think once they offload that, maybe they can go after Mbappe or Holland or dare I say Harry Kane to, to jolt something up front next to Benzema get a little bit more depth, hopefully, in that midfield area. Like you said, Modric and Cruz definitely aging. Uh, they're, they're in talks, I guess, to get David Alaba, which is a huge deal, I think, yeah. because he's so versatile, can play midfield, can play left back, can play center back. So it would be great to see him come in. Uh, Derek, I, I did mention Zidane is most likely on his way out. That's the rumors that he is kind of went to the players and said, look, this is our last my last season with you guys. I'm leaving. Yeah, Derek, who should be the Zidane replacement for Real Madrid? The best available guy when you look around is probably uh, Allegri. He's probably the best available. Uh, Sorry, doesn't fit what Real Madrid does. Um, then there's like Benitez. We already know he doesn't work out with them. I could see a reunion with Ancelotti, but at the same point, I just don't think that they want to bring Ancelotti back with the team they have right now. Do you think he would leave Everton? I mean, I think he would if Real Madrid called. Okay. I think he, I think he has love for Real Madrid that he would go back and coach them again. No, uh, I think Allegri. I think you hit on the head. Allegri, in my opinion, is not only the best coach available, probably the the best guy to take this team forward, but also in the state of Real Madrid, I think he's one of the best options simply because you have aging veterans, Madrid, mm-hmm. Cruz, Ramos, etc. I think he did a really good chat at Juventus with guys like Chiellini, Bonucci, Vidal, Pirlo, and, and, you know, really, you know, Barzagali, exactly, Buffon, and getting the best out of those guys in their final years. And, yeah, he had a he had some jolts of youth in there with, you know, Pogba and, and players like that. But he still that had a lot, of, a lot of aging players in there. So I think, um, think Allegri is probably the best for them right now. I don't see a, a standout person outside of him that could walk in there you know i like i like valverde he's not going to go from being barca's manager to over there (laughs) rafa benitez like you mentioned doesn't work out Maurizio sorry is a no-go um there's really no one else that stands out for you right now to go and take that team forward unless you're going to go get an aging manager like wenger which i don't think would be and i don't think wenger would be very interested in that so yeah 
No, I think I think Allegri is definitely the one moving forward for them. So we'll we'll see how it goes. I, I would love to see Zidane not leave personally, but oh yeah, of course he he's gonna be the controller of what he does. So, uh, Derek, let's move on to Germany in the Bundesliga. Uh, probably one of the I guess you could say calmer weekends in, or compared to the other leagues. Uh, mm-hmm. Bayern win their title for the ninth consecutive time. Lewandowski though does break Jared Muller's. 40-goal record in the Bundesliga on the final day, scoring a brace to break what seemed to be an immortal record. So congratulations yeah. to Lewandowski. That is incredible. But then Haaland gets player of the season. That's a little off to me. But we'll let that slide. As Dortmund, You get the record, he gets player of the season. <laughs> yeah, you get the record, and Haaland just kind of, you know, gets the, gets the award. Like, what? Anyway, uh, so we'll let Haaland slide with that, and we'll let Dortmund slide in the third place with 64 points. Uh, Derek, does this keep Holland or Sancho around this summer? I think that with the way that finance is working around the soccer world right now, I think that they'll end up staying because Dortmund's asking price is going to be so high for them. Unless someone like Real Madrid comes, maybe in Barcelona, which Barcelona's in shambles financially anyways. So it's just like you don't really see a clear-cut like buyer option that actually has the money to go and get these players. No, I agree. I think uh, I shouldn't say I agree. I agree that they're going to be very expensive, and I agree that there's not a lot of teams that can pay for them, but I don't think it keeps them around. I think Mm. Holland is on his way to either City or Barcelona. I think Barcelona could really use it. They have a new president. I'm sure he's made some promises of bringing in bigger players and better players to make this team better. So I can see Holland going in there. I'd love to see him at Real Madrid, but again, I think they're focused on Mbappe at Real Madrid. Uh, on the Sancho side, I think him to United's done and dusted. I think it's going to happen. Uh, I don't know exactly how much it's going to cost them, but I know last year they're this close to getting it across the line. I mean, tiny amounts of, you know, to get them across. So I think this year they find the middle ground. They let them go. in uh, in Dortmund's going to have to reload, obviously. And also I think Dortmund getting a new manager, that'll be a big deal for Holland and Sancho to maybe either stick or stay. Yeah. Uh, with with uh, Rose coming from uh, Mucha Gladbach. Yep. So we'll see. But I think uh, I think they're both on their way out. Even I don't think top four. I think top four. If they didn't get top four, it was definitely leaving. But yeah. now it's like, oh, they have a little bit more, you know, chance to keep them. But I still don't think they stay. Well, then it also raises the buying price because Dortmund didn't fall. You know, they're getting financial, you know, uh reward for making champions league now so it's going to raise the price of holland and sancho because they don't have to offload them for financial purposes purposes uh on the other side of of germany here i'm trying frankfurt slide out of the top four after a fun and amazing season of a run of nine games unbeaten middle of the season trying to make their way into the top four under andre silva and Jovic trying to get them across but it doesn't happen for them they lose in the final two weeks to lose their spot to wolfsburg unfortunately uh, but hey, Bundesliga again, a bit of a snoozer, like we said earlier. Probably one of the most boring weekends of the of the year for that league. So, <laughs> well, then it's like it's Bayern's league right now. Bayern, yeah. if you know, and then they just got the two best players from the team that finished second. Or I shouldn't say players, two best people, uh, Upamakano and uh, <laughs> their manager and Nagelsmann. So, there we go. <laughs> 
On to Italy in the Serie A. We're going to see Juventus qualifying for the Champions League by the skin of their teeth without Ronaldo in the final game because he was tired. Some some people are saying, and I can't see Ronaldo sitting out a game that could determine if they're in the Champions League next season if he's tired, which makes me go on to my next question, Derek. Does Ronaldo stay after this tumultuous season, or do you think that was writing on the wall that he is out of there? I would say that it's writing on the wall. It would definitely be writing on the wall if they didn't qualify for Champions League, but it's still, it's still faintly up there for me. It's one of those things that I just think it's going to happen. I think he's going to leave. Yeah, I think. Where, where do you think he goes if he does go? Uh, I've heard rumors that, you know, he wants to move back to Manchester United. His mom wanted him back at sporting, you know, just little things. But I would say his return to Manchester United could be a possible option. Yeah, I think I think if he leaves this summer, it's for United. If yeah. he stays one more season at Juventus, next summer I could see him go to sporting Yeah, because of his age. Yeah, I could uh, see. I see him also, making a return. I think the big thing for Ronaldo, too, is he wants to stay – in shape for the world cup next summer and yeah. i and make sure he's at the top of his ability to hopefully get one last run of the world cup so i think if he leaves this summer it's only going to be for manchester united i think it makes sense for him and manchester united because i think manchester united could use a player like him with his stature and experience with that locker room or dressing room sorry uh mm-hmm. and and with a manager like uh only going to solskjaer i think they would mesh really well and i think you know ronaldo would be a great addition for them and I think he kind of wants a return. If 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 he had a fairy tale ending, I guess you could say for his career, it'd be to go back he, there uh, and maybe hopefully win another title or two. It's also a really young team as well. Like they're all pretty young players. So I think that his influence on them is actually very, you know, good for United yeah. because he can go in and kind of make everyone work hard, you know, get in that mentality of we win every weekend. Well, and, and they kind of had that a few years ago. It's last time when Marino yep. was there. So who knows? It, it could be it could be something that happens. I'd love to see it happen. I think it'd be awesome. I'd love to see Ronaldo yeah. back in the EPL, but um, we'll see. Now, Derek, this this is the other thing about Juventus here, and I think this is maybe one of the things that could determine whether or not Ronaldo stays or leaves. Uh, does Pirlo survive the, after this season? And with him getting top four now, do you think he'll be the manager of Juventus? in august next uh for next season well their executive when they interviewed him was saying that you know we're gonna get top four we're gonna get it like and they were like well well, if you don't he was like very adamant about the fact they're gonna get it the fact that perlo did get even though it's by the skin of their teeth i think that he's still gonna stay but i think if his next season doesn't start out well he's gonna be out by december time frame yeah i have the same thing so I don't think he should survive. I think he should probably. Oh yeah, of course. I I really don't think he should. I I think if they're, if they know what they want to do and they have their replacement, I think they should go get them. I think their issue is they don't have a replacement shows now. Yeah. Um, The probably the best one would be Allegri and Allegri would want to go in a circle uh, to go back and get Allegri. Um, So I think, I don't think he should survive. I think he will. If he does, I don't think he'll last until next November. Um, he just hasn't been good enough. Juventus had the funds to go get other managers if they want him. So I think he's he's just a ticking time bomb at this point of when he's going to go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Derek, on the other side of this, with Juventus making it, Napoli <laughs> fell out of it, choking on the final day, tying Verona one-to-one. Derek, we I guess Gattuso out, and they got to start rebuilding, yeah? 
yeah agent roster Gattuso just can't you know I don't think you want to stay stick with Gattuso into a rebuild I think you off him you get someone new in there you know and you just start rebuilding from scratch because Napoli is just it has an aging lineup that none of their players are really you know growing anymore other than their goalie merit he's the only one that's still that young like diamond amongst you know older players no, I, I agree. I think Napoli are going to move on from Gattuso. I think they start rebuilding. Meriton's getting older and Signe getting older. Uh, you're looking at, you know, your center backs. They're, I mean, I like Manolas, but he'll They're probably both stick around, around like 28, right? Well, Manolas might stick around, but I think Koulibaly will be gone his way out at some point. Someone's going to come by him, I think. Uh, and I, I don't see them... <laughs> you know, being a powerhouse next season. So I definitely think they're going to look to start rebuilding earlier than later uh, yeah. and, and get it, get this ball rolling now. So I think a great replacement would be Maurizio Sarri. I think him going back would be really cool to see. Maybe he brings back Iguain. That'd be even cooler. Oh know? no, please <laughs> I stop think, talking. I think that'd be really fun to watch, but uh yeah i think now they got to move on from gattuso and to be honest i would love to see gattuso in the epl that wolf spot oh <laughs> put him in there for nuno have him screaming in portuguese and whatever else italian and spanish and everything else he's got under him and just getting into these players i mean he kind of matched the i guess you could say wolves playing style of that intensity that they have and that fight yeah. they have so yeah, and I think he could bring more of it into their playing style by screaming and yelling on the sidelines. <laughs> He's, he goes at him. So, uh, Derek, let's move on to Inter Milan. Or Inter, yeah, Inter Milan. I almost said Inter Miami. Inter Milan. <laughs> uh, yeah, they uh, f- you know finally get their exclamation point win. Uh, they they move and win the Scudetto. Derek, is Lukaku going to leave after such an impressive season, or is there buyers out there for him? I mean, I think his talent and ability, there's obviously going to be buyers. I think that right now, though, it's just pointing a finger as to where he's going to go because the places that I think of are like Man United. Man United already had him. They don't want to go back. Uh, Chelsea had him originally. I don't think Chelsea really would want to buy him, but I think that they would if they have you know the financial ability to do it. Um, another good spot for him, even though... <laughs> I don't think it would be a good move for him at all is like Arsenal could look at him as well with Lacazette and Aubameyang not having great seasons. I mean, Do Arsenal really need to spend the funds to go get Lukaku, who would probably be a $90 million striker. No, not really. That's what I'm <laughs> saying though. It's just like, it makes like, there's no real, like you point your finger at a club and go, yeah, Lukaku fits it. I think he fits Inter Miami. Inter Miami. See, you got me saying it now. Inter Milan. <laughs> But it's just the thought did come to mind of like he could leave with such an impressive season, but I, I think, think he stays. I, I, I'm at the same point as you as saying his talent level could have him play many other places and he could, you know, be a star. But I don't think he'd leave. Uh, he'd be crazy too, in my opinion. World Cup next summer, you know, you play well in this team, you know, you play well for Conti. Uh, stay sharp, stay fit. Maybe you repeat a Scudetto winners. Hopefully, you have a deeper run in the Champions League. And after the World Cup next season, then maybe you look for your last final big move as you hit 30 and you go to, I don't even know where he could end up. Yeah. You know, Madrid, Barcelona, whoever's asking for him, I don't know where he'd go. But, you know, trying to. 
by that point, you could go to Champions League. So by that point, you could go to Bayern because Lewandowski will probably be just about at the end of his. And he would fit there in their playing style, I think. I I mean, hey, who knows? Spurs could be looking to replace Harry Kane here very soon. So oh, that's true as well. And I'm sure Lukaku, um, who's thrived in the EPL, wouldn't mind to move back. So. Uh, Derek, let's move on to Ligue 1 in the French in the French uh, France area, yeah, in the baguette area, you know, in the Paris, okay, okay. In Paris. Let, let's, let's, uh-huh. let's just go into the okay. We're going to France, uh-huh. uh, Lille win their first league title in ten years. Uh, Derek, what has happened to PSG in league? I think what happened was this mid-season they were so focused on Champions League. And from the point that the knockout stage started, they really just let League One just sit in the back. And they were like, yeah, we can come back and win that if we don't make it far in Champions League. And then when they got back, it was like, oh, we actually have to play in that. <laughs> like, and I don't think that they really kept a good mentality about playing in the league games. I think they were like, oh, we lost. It's okay. We'll win next week. Like, they just kept kind of pushing it off and pushing it off. Next thing you know, Leo is winning the league and, you know, you're stuck where you are with Neymar missing that PK of like, how did you miss? <laughs> hey, the goalkeeper stood to a side and just threw him off. I don't know what happened there. Like, there's, there's a whole side of the goal. Just take it. Like, <laughs> just pass it. Happy Gilmore. Just tap Dab it, in. it in. Send it home. <laughs> uh, that ball wants to go to its home. <laughs> thing went to outer space uh uh there i i agree with you i think i don't think it was mid-season though i think it was i think it was the early part of the season they started slow with tuchel and they just didn't recover the point gap that they had um getting pochettino in i think balanced some things out got them on the right track but again I, you mentioned all late. these losses that they had they had eight losses i can't remember a time where a league champion has had more than six or seven losses yeah. i mean they're eight and not I mean, to mention they, they tied a couple others as well. Uh, I think it's just too many losses. And you look at Lille, Lille had three losses, but that makes a difference right there. Five yeah. games now where you're going to either get a point or two more or, or one more point or three more points than what PSG had gotten with their loss. Yeah. So I think that that honestly made the difference for them. So Yeah. And just looking at PSG, G with you know eight losses you can't really list a time in the past that you remember when they were winning the league with Zlatan and Thiago Silva and all those guys that they were losing you know they were just running the league over kind of like Bayern Munich does right now in Bundesliga exactly and I, it's it's crazy to see it really is it's crazy to see that PSG just didn't win I mean last year three losses 2018 five losses 2017 three losses so yeah that's the difference is you yeah. lost too many games there there you go you need to you need to beat these terrible teams as simple as that you Especially can't in the bottom i mean you look at some of these teams you can't lose you can't barely get past breast and lose to nonce and you know strasburg and bordeaux and these guys that are struggling like come yeah. on i mean they had they literally had one Two, three, four, five, six, seven, and St. Etienne only had forty-six points, so they weren't far off. They had seven teams that were basically battling relegation almost the entire <laughs> season. You got to go out and beat those guys. Yeah. Simple as that. No so, tie, no loss. You got to beat them. <laughs> Come on, now, Derek. This brings me to my next point. Is the ha ha French league? Is it the is it the farmers league that everyone says it is? 
I would still like if you look at the top half net right now with like the top four with how tight they were, it's like, oh nice. The rest at least the farmers league. Like okay. Okay. the top four teams are good. Even, even the top four. Monaco, do they make a deep run in, in the in the Europa League? Oh, I'm not saying any of them are. But what about Leon? I mean, Leon, yeah, sure. I guess you know they kind of made a deeper run in the Champions League last year. You, you putting any you putting any you know bet on them next year to make a deep run in, in Europe? I I wouldn't. Memphis no. Depay is about to leave, so yeah, they're gone. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, and Lille, who no one saw coming, wins the league this year. They had one good year. This happens once every four or five six years in France. Hey, if PSG keep farmers. playing the way they did, though, it's gonna it's gonna be competitive for no. PSG, not anyone else. No. No. <laughs> We're gonna look at it and be like, oh, that's cool. Like <laughs> it's done. It's, they had this is the year, and Monaco had it a few years ago. It's done. Let's just move forward. Great for Leo, happy for him, but it's still a farmers league. PSG looks like a Leicester City phone on the top four. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about Leicester City, let's move on to the EPL in England. Manchester City win, and Aguero bows out with two goals in his last EPL match for them. Uh, Derek, we're not going to talk about City because obviously we knew they were the champions yeah. a long time ago. They've had a tremendous season under Pep. Um, let's move on to the other Manchester team, Manchester United. Can they close the gap? Can Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, Ole, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer <laughs> and Manchester United close the gap on Pep Guardiola and Manchester City? Uh, no. <laughs> like, this, this straight up, like, no. <laughs> you sound like the con shell from SpongeBob. No. <laughs> Pull my string and then I'll sit there. <laughs> No, like I just no, I don't think that they'll close the gap. At least with the team they have right now, I think this was. I think they had a good season, but though they won the battle for second because Liverpool just was nowhere to be found for most of the season because you know injuries. Klopp uses injuries for his you know excuse of why they're playing so terribly. He uses the wind. He uses they, they, he uses the, <laughs> the media. The goals bad were not him. wide enough today. Firmino could not see the net. <laughs> like <laughs> no, but like I think that they don't even get second this season if Liverpool is at full strength. Like I think if Liverpool is at full strength, like they were that like they have in the past couple seasons, I think they easily can go up and get second. But. Manchester United had a solid season. I don't think they'll close the gap on Pep and City, though. Pep and City is just it's like it's just rolling over teams. It's a freight train of talent. It is. It is. And no, I have I have my notes here. United won't close gap. Stop living in a fairy tale world. I mean, simple <laughs> as that. I mean, City will if City just sat still with the squad that they had and Manchester United added Cristiano Ronaldo, Jaden Sancho, and I don't know Koulibaly. Sergio Ramos and Koulibaly. They're still not even that more. They're still not talent more talented than Manchester no. City. They still aren't. They're still not as deep. And the playing uh, style and everything of Manchester City is just so like pinpoint. Like no, this I, is how we play, and I feel like Manchester United is missing that. Manchester United has their, you know, the counterattacking play that I think is really good, fun to watch. But that's only against certain teams yeah. that they can use that against. You can't use it against West Brom. West Brom's yeah. not going to worry West about West Brom's going to send a low block and just be like, go ahead, like, <laughs> so, just have the ball. You know, I think City will continue to add like they have in recent seasons to become already deeper than they already are. Um, United, not to mention, or not to mention already, City have the best manager in the world. Yeah, uh, and then you look at Manchester United. Okay, let's just put this into perspective. Last three seasons, okay, 
They are six points improved from the season before. Mm-hmm. They're in Europa League for half the season. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. You're keep right. them in Champions League. Keep them in the in that little that round of sixteen or round of eight that they got to keep going through. They're gonna lose or probably lose six of those points. Yeah. So you're not gonna be able to just sit some guys <laughs> and like play them. You know, play Bruno when you feel like it. You know, in in Europe, you're gonna have to play them every every three days. So you're not gonna be a sharp. Uh, and then the year before that, they didn't really gain that much, many eh, that many points anyway. So, no, they're not going <laughs> to close the gap. I think if anyone's going to get close, it'll be between Liverpool and City, and who knows, maybe Chelsea if they can can gain. The Chelsea keeps growing at the rate they are. They they'll look good, but it's still Manchester City league yeah. right now. It's their league. Now, Derek, let's move on to the bottle jobs of the <laughs> EPL, which I called like yes, you two called months ago. I said yeah. they're going to fall out. I think now, you called I, it in like one of our first episodes. Like now, this might have been something you said 11 episodes ago. <laughs> I did say that I thought West Ham was going to get in. And unfortunately, David Moyes and them just couldn't get over the hump. And I thought that would have been amazing to watch. But again, it's probably a good <laughs> thing that they didn't because that means Chelsea probably would have been out. So... <laughs> But Derek, uh, what does Leicester need after? I mean, they, they choke again, losing to Tottenham four two on the final day. Been in the top four for I, I mean, probably six straight months. Yeah. Um, and what do they need to get over that top four hump? Well, you can't say it's scoring because Ian Nacho is a scoring machine, and they were still losing games. So I don't think that it, it's anything to do with their attack. I think they just need a better. Just I don't even know. I I think that. It's just a bottle job. Like they just choked again, two seasons in a row. And I don't know what would get them over that hump right now. Cause you look at their team, it's, you know, it's talent for them across the board. Like it's people that you think would play for Leicester city and do well. And I think maybe some depth would help them so that they don't, you know, have to sit players out. But at the same point, they still (laughs) don't really play in like Europe that much. They go in the Europa league or champions league. And they don't even make Champions League that often because they can't make top four. So it's just, I think I don't, I don't think I'm, it's a position thing for Leicester. I think it's a experience thing. Uh, I think they need some leaders. If you look at this team outside of Jamie Vardy, they only have a few bench veterans. I would say with Wes Morgan and Christian Fuchs, uh, who are both leaving, by the way. So yeah. you're gonna have to replace them. Um, outside of that, they have no older players in that dressing room to lead from experience. Um, they have goals, like you said, Ian Nacho, Jamie Vardy, James Madison, and Barnes are all going to get you the amount of goals you need to win games. They have a solid defense. I'm not a huge fan of Evans, but Fofana and Soyuncu, they, they can get the job done. You have mm-hmm. great wing backs. Uh, they have a talented midfield with Tilly Mons and Didi. Casper uh, Schmeichel's still a good goalie. Casper Schmeichel's probably a top five goalkeeper in the EPL. Yeah. So they they just uh, they need, I think, a little experience to get them in these moments over the line and, and get them that top four that they're looking for. Uh, but, yeah, I think it's just an experience thing. I, I, Brennan Rogers has obviously not had I, I've mentioned it before. He's not the most clutch manager in the world. I mean, everyone remembers Liverpool and Gerard slip and, slips. You know, they needed five <laughs> games from the last three and they couldn't get it. So, uh, you know. It's a it's a shame to see because I think Leicester had a really good season. They yeah. won the FA Cup, uh, but obviously losing to Chelsea last week and then having it in your hands, all you got to do is beat Tottenham as Chelsea lose and can't even get that done. So, 
unfortunate for them. Derek, let's move on to Liverpool. Somehow they make the top four after Dark a horse. roller coaster season. Uh, Derek, do Liverpool need to rebuild or reload? I think it's a reload. I don't think it's something that they're going to have to scrap down and rebuild. I think it's just a reload. You know, you need to get someone in the front other than Salah, and you know, Salah is rumored to leave. So you need to get someone up there that can score, like because Mane and Firmino. Wow, Derek, cannot. great, great insight. You need to get someone up front that can score. Well. <laughs> they have the names like Mane. Like Mane is a great name. Mane, like you hear Mane, you think, oh yeah, pretty good player. Didn't get goals. So I think they just need to put someone up there next to Salah that will actually get them some goals. Like the rest of the team is not that bad. I mean, the fact that they were playing what third string center backs and still defending decently well across the league, like that's that's not anything to really like, you know. Scoff, scoff at. At, it's just yeah. yeah it's just something that they need they just need to reload in the front no i think uh it's a reload for them i think if they get everyone healthy you get van dyke back you get gomes um i think that helps arnold get forward on his side and robertson get forward on his side Fabinho doesn't have to play center back for you know 75 80 percent of the year you put him back in midfield you get jordan henderson back mm-hmm. uh, they leave they lose genie wine but you have tiago um, I think it's a reload in terms of they actually need to add a couple of players like you had mentioned. Yeah. I think if they can add one more solid center midfielder, who knows, maybe they will get Coutinho back as a 10, or maybe they can go and find a center mid that works for them getting up and down, playing as a box-to-box midfielder in front of Fabinho and Henderson uh, to replace Thiago at times. Yeah. Um, in that front three, Mane, Firmino, and Salah, as long as you keep all three of them, you get Shota back, and you know, Shota hopefully stays healthy. You have that front four. Origi can slide in when you need. You get your offload, probably Shakiri and Oxlade-Chamberlain. Uh, but who knows? Maybe you can go and get, I don't know, let me think here, a Jaden Sancho and, and spice up that front three. Uh, I think that'd be a huge add for them, and I think they could really – get going uh, in terms of they have the depth that they need to, to win a lot of games in the EPL, because obviously with them going back to the champions league again, you're going to need the depth because yep. you can't have Salamani and Firmino playing every three days and expecting them to score every goal, every game. So I think it's a reload with just adding a couple, you know, maybe some depth at right back, but in, in the yeah. midfield, but after that, you know, you're equally talented to city now. I think if you can just get a couple of players and you offload a couple of dead weights. So, yeah. uh, Derek, we move on to Tottenham who beat Leicester, uh, get the Europa league playoff spot after final day. Uh, Derek, who should be their next manager next season? Oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> probably Benitez. I think Rafa Benitez actually goes there. Because you just look around Allegri. I don't think Allegri is going to go there. I think he's going to go to Real Madrid. Yeah. Uh, you look at the next best available. Sad to say, it's probably sorry. Uh, sorry if Napoli offload of Gattuso, they'll probably pick up sorry again and, you know, carry on with him like they did in the past. And then there's Rafa Benitez, big name. I think Spurs kind of want big names, so they're going to pull him in. And who knows? I mean, we saw the little short list of what was it? Scott Parker, Ryan Mason, and his son. I can't remember the last name, but they're just oh god. <laughs> I think it was. I think it was sorry. I think it was the third one on that list. No, I, uh, if I'm if I'm Daniel Levy, I'm still hiring Valverde. Like I said a few weeks ago, it's not going right. to happen. But that's why I'd hire. 
That's um, your call. That's your yeah, first that, call. That's my first call. If if these guys know what they're doing, they go get that guy. He was winning La Liga with, <laughs> with Barcelona. <laughs> like, and they weren't that good. Like they were winning. Like I'm like looking at the lineup that they had the same lineup they basically had this year under yeah. Coleman and last year under Kike Setien. And they were getting smashed at times by some of these big teams. And Valverde <laughs> was competing, man. Like I think he'd be a great hire for them, but they're not going to even look his way. I think they're going to look for someone with past, you know, Premier League experience. Uh, you've mentioned both of them already, Mauricio Sarri and Rafa Benitez. Um, I think Nuno from Wolves, it, now with him walking out of there, could be a possibility. If I had to put money on a person, I'd put it on Mauricio Sarri. I think he wants to return to EPL to prove Chelsea wrong. I think Spurs want a guy that's going to have a more attacking, cool style, hip style that they didn't have under Mourinho. And I think that they're hoping that Mauricio Sarri somehow, some way, will find a way to keep Harry Kane and Son there and make sure they stay happy with him, you know, being the attacking manager that he is and tell them how important they are. And maybe they stick around. And I think that's what Daniel Levy will, will aim at with that hire. Yeah. So. Derek, on the other side of North London is the red team, the Arsenal. Gunners, gunners, go. Tottenham, or not Tottenham, haha, Arsenal. Derek, uh, should Arsenal back Arteta this summer? Um, I mean, yeah. I, I don't really think that there's managers. Well, that's better than your, than your no for Manchester United. <laughs> well, like, I just, you look around. I mean, yeah, like, why not? Well, like, it's just... They didn't improve. They got eighth again. So, they, you know, they got the same result that they got last season. I just don't see a manager currently that they would look at and go, yeah, we definitely want to bring him in, and we think he'll rebuild this squad. I don't think that they have any rebuilding managers out there that they would bring in and they'd actually do well with the squad. Scott Parker, Fulham? No. He rebuilt them <laughs> to get them all the way really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he built them up to sign them right back. <laughs> I mean, uh, I I wouldn't personally. I wouldn't back. Sorry, or I wouldn't back Arteta if it was my money. Um, oh yeah, it's just who if, would you hire though? I didn't say I didn't say I was gonna fire him. I said I want to back him. I'd want him oh. to prove to me with the players he has that he deserves backing. I don't think he did that this year. Oh okay. Gotcha. I look at that semifinal they had in Europa League against Villarreal. You cannot tell me Villarreal has a better lineup than they do, and they got played off the Regan Park. Come on. They had no fight in him either. And then you look at what he's doing. Aubameyang stats are horrific on our ten of the season. They have four more points than they did last season after he went out and bought Gabriel, Pablo Mari, Cedric, William, and then they let go of Joe Willick, who now is the best player at Newcastle. So you can't tell me he's doing a great job. No, he's not um, doing great. So I wouldn't, sp- I wouldn't back him. I would, I'd stay. Hey, you're going to stay hired. You need to work with the players you got. You have Nicola Pepe. You have Kai Osaka. You have Lacazette. You have Obama Yank. You have uh, Rose Smith. You've got guys in midfield like Partey and Odegaard if you keep them. You let go of Ceballos. Okay, maybe we go get you another midfielder so El Nene doesn't have to play every minute of every match. I yeah. might go get you one of those. But I am not spending over 100 mil to keep you happy because you're not proving to me right now that you're worth a dollar. Now, <laughs> if he does really well next season, maybe we look at it in the winter and maybe we can go out and get some guys to help you get maybe, uh, you know, higher up in EPL. But 
no, no chance I would back him right now with the amount of money uh, that he would probably need to rebuild this roster. I don't think he's the guy to do it. Now, at the same point, Arsenal will be in a loop like this until the Cronkies are out. It won't matter if Arteta's there. It won't matter if it's Jose Mourinho. It won't matter if it's Pep Guardiola. That club is in the shambles from top to bottom and until they fix that. It's, it's not going to not gonna matter yep. so yep wanger left and he was the glue holding it together and it shows <laughs> definitely definitely well that will end today's podcast we uh we appreciate you tuning in if you enjoy the podcast please let us know via social media or via donation and our listener support on anchor we're looking forward to bringing you all more great soccer content in the near future if you would like us to cover something specific definitely let us know on social media Thank you for listening in, and we are looking forward to running end-to-end together again soon. Take it easy, guys.